Well, hey, everyone, no matter where you're listening from, glad you're with me, whether it's on the East Coast in West Virginia or if you're over here in California with me, I am coming to you from my office here in Merced, California. So glad you're with me. I have spent about two weeks digesting what a mentor said to me. And if you know me that well, you know two weeks is actually a long time for me to digest much uh, of of anything. I I tend to grasp it pretty quickly. But this one... This one grabbed me because it was such a great illustration of church growth and what happens. And, you know, if we're in a situation where our church is growing, we are so blessed, and we always have to give thanks to God for that. And there are some things in the process, though, that, you know, it's not in the brochure. People don't want to talk about the problems. We're kind of afraid to mess it up, so we don't want to talk about it. But a mentor of mine said this to me at a lunch, and he said it in passing, and it just struck me. And so I just spent this time working on that and then passing it on to you, this white waters of church growth. Now, if you've ever been white water river rafting, then you you know what it's like. There's a certain point when you're going along the river and it's nice and easy, and you're just kind of kicking back and enjoying the beautiful day. We have a lot of those in California. Sorry if you don't. But then you hit the rough white waters. Now that's where it gets fun. That's what you go to it to do. You go to it to get to the white waters. But we know, you know, scientifically that that white water is not just something happening on the surface. The cause is not at the surface. The cause is deep in the water. The cause might be some rock sticking out or the cause might be a narrowing of the channel, but something is happening that produces this churning on the water. Now, it's the fun part of whitewater river rafting, but it's also the dangerous part. And honestly, that's probably what makes it fun. And we even have gradings, you know, for how difficult these whitewaters are. But churches, my mentor is telling me, experience something very similar when they grow. We experience the white waters of church growth. And I've spent at least two weeks now digesting this to talk to you today about this? And how does this look? How do we get there? What are the signs of it? And what do we do to survive? Now, y'all, some churches are blessed or something because they grow in a nice, smooth, predictable arc. They rarely experience these white waters because the change they see and experience in their growth is so gradual, well, it's ridden over quite easily. And then there are the rest of us. (laughs) Now, let me remind you, okay, a growing church is all by itself an anomaly. So it's hard to find resources on dealing with these, quote, problems of growth. And so as I begin to dig and research into what this is and the signs for it and what to do to survive, it was actually extremely liberating. We talked about what this is, but. But what it is in church life, it's that point in church growth when, simply put, your new people began to take over a little bit. It seems to be in the 30-35% range. About that point, you get enough new people in there to where the existing people began to feel something's changing. And I bet you can feel something changing. I know I can in my context. These white waters are coming. Now, why does this happen? Well, that goes back to what's underneath the surface. Why it happens is now you have all these new people. Now, new people are great for leaders, 
We love this stuff. I mean, this is what we're here to do. This is the mission of God to seek and save the lost and the Great Commission. And we want to see people coming to Jesus and then getting involved in discipleship and going out and reproducing other disciples. This is what we want. But that's because we're leaders. The other side of that equation are people who are feeling like, what in the world just happened to my church? You know, suddenly they feel like they don't even recognize the place. That's when they're in the white waters because they are, in fact, experiencing a change. They are experiencing a loss, really. They're experiencing a point where they know these new people have a voice. These new people are going to end up serving on ministry teams. These new people are going to end up being hired as staff. These new people are going to be elders or governors or whatever your governing body is called. They're going to end up doing that, and you have some real issues that come up. So I thought, what are the signs of the white waters? What are the warning signs? You know, the signs that say, hey, this is coming. You might want to prepare. Well, the first one is the most obvious, sudden growth. If you've got that nice, smooth arc, you probably already stopped listening. But if you just go from plateau and jump, and I don't mean it's going to happen in a week, but over several weeks, maybe a few months, you have significant growth. Praise God for it. But sudden growth is a sign that the white waters are going to happen. Second, you're going to hear this expression start coming out of people's mouths. I'm afraid we're compromising. Now, the sarcastic side of us says, well, after all, that must be the only explanation for growth. We're throwing out the gospel. Now, of course, that's not the real reason, but, you know, we have some cynicism in us. But they, they think, we're, I'm afraid we're compromising, and that's why we're growing. Now, here's the thing. There's something happening inside of the brain of the accuser and the person that says this that knows their preferred way of doing church life doesn't work. But they probably can't verbalize that. See, I'm not saying that they're malicious. I'm not saying they're evil. I'm not saying they're Satan incarnate. But they can't verbalize that there's an unsettledness. And so they think there must be something that, that's changed in our doctrine and our theology. Or maybe they've gotten so married to methodology that they have now made methodology more important than the message. Now, we've all talked about that one. We all understand the danger of that one. But they, they begin to say, I'm afraid we're compromising. That's a warning sign. The white waters are upon you. Number three, we're being ignored. Have you heard that one? Then you might be nearing or in the white waters of church growth. Welcome. <laughs> we're being ignored. The early church dealt with this in the book of Acts. You know, the church had grown explosively by any measurement. There's thousands of new converts. There's all kinds of new Christians hanging around. And they started having issues. People said, we're being ignored. Now, here's the thing. You, you need to get this, okay? I had to wrestle with this a long time on this part. There's truth to that. When you're in the white waters or near the white waters of church growth and someone says, we're being ignored, my group is being ignored, my demographic is being ignored, my psychographic is being ignored, there's truth to that. Because staff and systems are suddenly stretched without the normal and preferred preparation time. You hear me? 
There's truth to that statement because staff and systems are suddenly stretched without the normal and preferred preparation time. We can all chart out change that we hope will produce growth. We can chart out changes. We can predict a a certain level of pain as they leave an old paradigm and, and the uncertainty of existing in the middle and then acceptance of the new paradigm and thinking that's how they've always done it. But when it happens fast, they're right. They are suddenly being ignored. So that's the third warning sign. Fourth warning sign, you might hear someone say, it doesn't feel like family anymore. Okay, It doesn't feel like family anymore. Now, they may say it bluntly, and they may say, it doesn't feel like my church anymore, or it doesn't feel like our church anymore, or it doesn't feel like it did when we started, or it doesn't feel like it did when we moved into the building, or it doesn't feel like it did when we had one service, or it doesn't feel like it did when we only had two services, whatever. It's going to come out a little differently, but it's going to be some expression of the relationship in the congregation has changed, okay? Now, of course, again, our sarcastic side may pop out, and we may say, well, what, as if getting rid of folks is preferable? But again, that's leader think. That's not how the, the, the people of our congregations are thinking. Because again, it's probably true. What they're saying is probably true. If you have had sudden growth, the relationships have changed. That's not their imagination. You'll admit that too. You know that too. Okay, you probably had to modify, I hope you have, modified to continue to gain effectiveness because there's a point that efficiency is going to let you down. You know that. You know the relationships have changed. So it's probably true, but depending on the size you were when this growth happened, it might possibly be a smokescreen for, I don't know everybody else's business anymore, or I'm not feeling in the loop anymore, or no one is communicating anymore. It all comes back to this has been a change in relationship. The relationship status has changed. Some level of access has changed, and they're they're feeling it. So if you experience these Four symptoms, (laughs) it's flu season right now, so symptoms are on my brain. If you experience these four symptoms, these signs, you might be nearing or in the white waters of church growth. And that was sudden growth. Number two, hearing, I'm afraid we're compromising. Number three, hearing, we're being ignored. Or number four, doesn't feel like family anymore. You might be there. Now, what do you do to survive? How do you survive this? I have three suggestions. Here's what I've come up with so far as some suggestions for how to survive. Number one, don't look back. Keep moving forward. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. Jesus said this himself, that no one puts their hand to the plow and looks back and is still fit for service in the kingdom of God. Okay? Don't look back. You got to keep moving forward. Now, number two, respect their process, but don't pull off the road. You know, this is something you can deal with while the the machine is rolling, while the car is driving, you can deal with this. Respect their process because people are grieving. A low level maybe, but that doesn't mean they're not grieving. 
Okay, these are those moments that I have to remind myself, check your ego and respect their process, but don't pull off the road to do it. Number three, a piece of advice that I've heard a lot, a piece of advice I give a lot. Here it is. Realize this too shall pass. <laughs> All right? This too shall pass. If you're in a fast-growing season, praise the Lord. This white water is normal during a fast-growing season, and immediately before it and immediately after, it's normal. It will come and it will go. Okay, listen to me now. Changing directions, making panic decisions, trying to keep everyone happy, it's not going to work any more now than it did before. Okay? You're going to get through the white waters. They're going to get through the white waters. And when everyone's on the other side of it, we're going to think this is how it's always been and there's not a problem anymore. We run a greater risk of being hurt during white water rafting when we panic and make dumb decisions. And that's true for churches too. Whitewater river rafting is a blast, whether it's on water or in the congregation. But successfully navigating it in the congregation is a function of a growing leader. You can do this. You've got this. Jesus is on your side, and when Jesus is there, anything can happen. Keep reaching people for Jesus. I believe in you, and more importantly, your Savior and Master believed in you enough to trust you with this. God bless. We'll talk to you later.